our goal is to win the American Conference. If we don't win that, that won't be a successful season. This man will go to war for his players. He's going to go find the most uh, battered and broken down young man, and he's going to help build him back up. Wherever he goes out, like, I'll go. Like, we don't understand, he's a winner. It's that simple. Everybody's still stuck on what last year was on. However, it's like you guys need to pay attention. Here we go! Go! Let's go! They feel like it's us against the world. That nobody thinks we're going to be any good. They are resolute in this one thing. They, they do not want to play or lose in football. So get ready for the rock. Because you're going to love it. Welcome to episode two of Charlotte Football Mining for Greatness, the podcast brought to you by Raven Media. I'm your host, Travis Hancock, better known as probably the better half of the Mac and Bone Show weekday mornings on WFNZ. This podcast is all about the new look Charlotte 49ers football team, a team full of players searching for success and second chances. Today, we're joined by Charlotte 49er head football coach Biff Poji, quarterback Jayla Jones and defensive lineman John Wallace. Coach, we're going to start with you. We don't want to dwell too much on Saturday, but how much of a warning experience do you view that as for your 49er football team? Well, there are no moral victories, right? So um, I'm really proud of the kids, how they played. Uh, we smacked Maryland in the mouth for 45 minutes, and uh, but you can't have your defense on the field for 74 plays. You can't beat the little sisters of the poor if your defense plays for 74 plays. So we got to get better on offense. We got to get points. We went, scored on our first possession, defense scored, and then we didn't get any points until our last possession. We went eight possessions without any points. So um, we're we're addressing that, and um, I, I am of good cheer. I, I am very, very happy with this football team. We got a huge game coming up this week, though. They're undefeated feeling their oats and by the way we are uh was i was told we are a home underdog you mentioned the offense struggling the other night and need need to get to get back on track how do you do that against this georgia state squad on saturday at home? we just keep working on the things we're good at we just keep you know uh working on those things and then the things we're we've struggled with we we go in we return we 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 you know reconnoiter and we put a better plan in for what our players can do and what they're good at. And, um, and, and quite frankly, you know, um, I, I had a terrible night Saturday night. Like I, I missed a timeout call. We should have gone for it. Um, I, I was way too conservative in what we were doing offensively. And we're not doing that anymore this year. We're going we're gonna to play to win, not, not play to lose. What, one notable adjustment you're making this week is that – you said that there are no starters on offense entering the week. The the guys that play the best in practice will get the start against Georgia State. How motivating has that been for your offense? And is that is that something that you used at St. Francis before? Or is this a completely new strategy to try to get the offense going? No, we used it at St. Francis. We had so many good players. Like, you know, we had guys that were, and I'm not exaggerating, were third-team defensive ends that were, got power five scholarships so that's the way we do it on defense here that's the way Oz does it on defense and we're just we need to match that defensive intensity and a quality of play and so there are no jobs you earn them every week 
on defense, what, what has impressed you the most? It's been fun to watch the defensive side of the ball for the 49ers. Who's impressed you and what's impressed you the most about the defensive effort for two games? Well, remember, players win games, not coaches. Um, Bayabi has been relentless. I mean, he is all over the field. The Kai Hill Green has played great. Our secondary has played really good. Um, we're just uh, – John Wallace, you know, John Wallace had a great game. First game really playing. Uh, you know, John Wallace was working in a pretzel factory this time last year. He goes in, he has five tackles. Um so I'm really pleased. You know, uh, Demond Clowney played well. Uh, we we got a lot of guys. I mean, Prince Bima. We're very deep on defense. They're all very competitive. They run to the football. And look, I mean, Maryland has a an elite quarterback and some elite skilled people. And I mean, we made them for 45 minutes look like they didn't know what they were doing. So I'm um, I'm very happy with this, and we just need to match this on the offensive side too. Coach, before I let you go, you made us laugh. Your reaction to the movie on the on the trip to Maryland. Apparently, it was uh, a little out there. I think it's called Meg 2 is the movie. That didn't feel like that fit uh, something you wanted to watch. I heard last week from a mutual friend that you're a huge fan of The Godfather and that Meg 2, apparently, nothing near The Godfather, right? Oh, my God. Mate, I lost 25 IQ points, which I don't have ability to lose watching bank too it was the dumbest thing i've ever seen i looked at our players and some of them really liked it which scared yeah. me most of them were sound asleep which was fine they got some rest but i told our dfo that i am now the final decision maker coach thank you so much for joining us i know it's it's close to game time but uh thank you so much and best of luck this weekend as always uh we're hoping for the best and you get that win this weekend uh, thank you very much. We now welcome in another very special guest to the Charlotte Football Mining for Greatest podcast brought to you by Raven Media, your quarterback of the Charlotte 49ers, Jalen Jones. Jalen, welcome in, man. I'm a big fan of yours from the, the docuseries. Thank you so much for joining us here, man. Well, thank you for having me. It means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. One of the best parts of Mining for Greatest series is seeing the connections that Coach Poji has built with this players you played for Coach at St. Francis, how has your relationship with Coach grown over the years, St. Francis, down to Charlotte? I mean, it's, it's grown a lot. You know, as me, you know, I met Coach Poche when I was 16, and, you know, I'm 22 now, and just growing into a man that I have, you know, he's really been a shepherd of, you know, of, of me and emotionally, uh, physically, and just, you know, as an overall player. Um, and it's just been great being back with Coach Poche again. What made you want to, what made you want to go play for it? Was it uh, – a decision that took a while, or was it that you knew once you got this job, you had to go play for your guy again? Oh, I knew instantly. You know, it, it, many things don't come around like this ever in a lifetime, and the fact that I had an opportunity to come play for him again, I couldn't pass that up at all. What has surprised you most so far about playing in Charlotte, playing for the 49ers? It had to be a really cool experience. NBC, Prime Time, wasn't the result you wanted. That'd be a pretty cool experience to be part of that for Charlotte, playing against Maryland Saturday. I mean, of course, the, no, no moral victories, you know. It, it, it left a sour taste in your mouth at the end of the game. But, I mean, just to be able to be back in the state of Maryland was cool. Um, you know, a bunch of my teammates were from there, so they had a lot of their family that they hadn't seen in a while. So, I mean, it was a good experience just to be back around uh, that Maryland love, you know. Exactly. You come from a super athletic family. Mom was an Olympic high, high jumper. Dad a captain on Colorado's 1990 uh, championship team, Colorado 
very much in the news right now for what Deion Sanders is doing. And your sister played college basketball. How much pressure was it in that household to keep up with all the great athletes you're surrounded by? I mean, there's a lot. You know, you never you never get to give yourself any credit because the moment that your mom comes and sits down at the table, she has Olympic rings, you know, and on her on her tatted. And so, you know, you can't really say too much. Um, you know, it's just they always told me at the end of the day, we give you all all this genetic ability. The last thing we'll do is pay for college. And so, you know, that me and my sister kind of took that that mindset to how hard we work. You know, it's like they've, they've given us so much to start off. You know, we'd be the fools not to take advantage of it. Jalen, you stood out to me episode one of the docuseries because of your personality. And I also heard how deep your voice was, too. And I started thinking, oh, my goodness. Once Jalen Jones is done playing quarterback for the 49ers, this dude might try to take my radio job in there. Uh, what's After you're done playing, what's next? Are you thinking about doing some media work? What do you want to do after uh, after football? Honestly, I have my, I have my bachelor's in psychology. Uh, I was I really want to get into coaching, possibly. Um, I've had a bunch of conversations with Coach Poji because just the the – the power of a good coach that he's been in my life is has saved me from a lot of stuff. So the the opportunity that I could give back to the new generation of players um, and be that type of figure for them is is amazing. But of course, I've always thought about broadcasting and getting into the media yeah. side of things. So you know, just keep my options open. But I appreciate the co- uh, the compliment. You've been talking about the the Meg Two movie that Coach Biss has publicly uh, shited here a couple times, including us here. I'm biting for oh rain. Did you, did you enjoy the movie, or were you kind of with Coach where you said, hey, man, I, I'm an older guy too now on this team. We need some we need some more classics and not this stuff. Honestly, the movie was garbage. I hate to say it so much because I, I love Jason Statham. I love all of, you know, yeah. you know he's going he's gonna to beat everybody up. You know, him and John yeah. Wade, those are the people that never lose yeah. a fight. Uh, but I feel like it's about the Meg. It was no fights with the Meg until the very end. So I feel like the first one was much better. The second one was just, clickbait they're just trying to make some more money so i if, if they gonna sell the tickets then, hey i guess i guess they did what they needed right what's your what's your what's your favorite movie what's your go-to yeah, go favorite movie revenge of the sith star wars okay i, I get a lot of heat because i've never seen star wars before i know that makes a lot of people wrong honestly i feel like we can't continue this conversation <laughs> hey we were vibing we were balling in in star wars usually and today, I know you're busy. We appreciate you, Jay. One, thanks for joining us here on the uh, Mining for Greatness podcast. We're rooting for the man, and uh, hope for you that whatever you, we want you to succeed as a as the Niner quarterback, and obviously beyond wherever this takes you. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate y'all joining us now on Charlotte Football Mining for Greatness is defensive lineman John Wallace. John, thanks for taking the time today. We know you have a special relationship, a bond with your head coach. When he got the job here in Charlotte, he called you at the pretzel. You're working at a pretzel factory. He calls you. What was that conversation like, that moment like, when Coach Poachy got the job and then called you to come be a Charlotte 49? Um, honestly, I was nervous, you know, because at that point in time, you know, I was just working, trying to make something of my life. So when I called, when he called me and told me that he wanted to play, he wanted me to come back and play, I was, I was definitely nervous. I didn't know. If I if I still had what it took, you know, you know, even though it was just a few months, it felt like years had gone past since I had played the game. But for me, it was uh, it was it was definitely heartwarming, you know, like the fact that you know Coach Biff still has so much faith in me, you know, and he still loved and cared about me enough just to just to give me a call. It meant a lot. 
What's your message to other athletes who may feel like their their playing days are done? They they love the sport. It was everything, but it didn't work out for various reasons. So other athletes that may hear this that are either at the end of the line or they think it's done, what's your message to them about, hey, keep your head up because that phone call from a guy like this could come at any moment? Honestly, my advice would be just continue working. You know, put your faith in God. You know, because at the end of the day, I, I won't lie, there was a point in time, you know, I, I had given up on it. But, you know, God God and Coach Biff never stopped looking out for me. So that's why I'm here and I'm blessed. In the docu-series, there, we see several co- coaches reference your potential and the weight loss and you trying to remove the chains that have been with you in terms of that stuff. Uh, what's it like to hear that all your life and how motivated is it right now that you have a second opportunity and, again, you're going to try to take those chains off? Um, honestly, it's like, it's like, I think about it all the time. I think about it every day, you know, every day, like recently uh, I was talking to some of my coaches and they said, write words of affirmations, you know, in your room, in your apartments, things that you'll see every day. So I really focus on doing that. You know, I, I, every time, every day I wake up, I make the decision that, you know, today's a new day. Today's going to be a better day. You know, I have to say no, you know, that just comes from self-control and honestly, just thinking about your future. What's it been like so far uh, in Charlotte playing for this Niners team? The the hype that Biff's arrival has given, how much talent, including yourself, you brought in here. What's it What's it been like to sort of watch Charlotte football kind of grow before your eyes with Biff and you guys here so far in your number one? Honestly, it's a, it's a blessing, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, not too many people really have faith in my in, in my team in this squad. But at the end of the day. We don't let that bother us. We know we know what we have. We know this relationship, this relationship that we that everybody has in this building is truly genuine. And we just one thing we really focus on is loving each other. Hey man, I know you're busy. You're getting prepared for Georgia State. We're pulling for you, man. That you're 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 uh, you're a great kid. You've been through a lot. And certainly, uh, let your story be a motivation for so many other athletes. We appreciate you all. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. No problem. That's John Wallace, defensive lineman for your Charlotte 49ers. That's all the time we have for episode two of the Charlotte Football Mining for Greatness podcast brought to you by Raven Media. We'll be back next week. The Charlotte 49ers host the Georgia State Panthers this Saturday at 6 p.m.